I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome everyone to this episode of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and I am honored to be here today with our special guest, David Newman. Now, before we dive in, I want to tell you a little bit about David because this guy, he's he's something. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to dive right into to the intro because over the next mm, 20, 30 minutes, he's going to make an impression that I think you are never going to forget. So David Newman is the author of the bestseller, Do It Marketing, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Boost Sales, Maximize Profits, and Crush Your Competition. He's the founder of the Speaker Profit Formula Mentoring Program and has helped over 550 speakers, consultants, and experts boost their reach and revenue through the power of speaking. David, welcome and thank you so much for being on the show. Jeremy, it's great to be here with you. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, now, when we met, we actually met a long time ago when I registered for one of your programs. Um, and I knew the speaking was extremely vital for what I wanted to do as, as a coach and a consultant. And I started off, actually, I saw Tony Robbins live. And he had people um, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in the Metro Center there. Um, I don't remember what the number was, but he had people up on their feet, all jumping in unison. And I went, if I'm going to have an impact, I need to learn how to communicate. And so when I saw your program, um, I jumped on it. But I want everybody watching today to see how valuable speaking can be, especially for lead generation, because we talk about sales, we talk about sales teams, and we'll get into that as well. But I want them to walk away with the power and understanding the, the power that speaking has. So before we dive in, David, tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to where you're at today. Sure. Well, <laughs> a long and winding road, Jeremy, as I'm sure your path and many of our viewers and listeners' paths has been. Uh, did 10 years of corporate consulting, worked in big technology and HR management consulting type scenarios, went out on my own at the beginning of 2002, made every mistake in the book. I mean, literally every mistake in the book. I made the good ones twice. No niche, no target market, no specialization, trusting nightmare partners from hell. Um, I had like, no, I had no list. I had no, no nothing. I mean, I had no audience. I had no specialization of any kind. Uh, just hitting every brick wall and every dead end I possibly could, literally for three years. Because here's what happened, right? We were we get out of a corporate situation and we say, hey, I'm a great consultant. I'm a great coach. I'm a great speaker. How hard can it be to do it on my own? Well, I found out how hard it could be. And I was stumbling and fumbling and making all kinds of crazy mistakes. Uh, eventually, Rather than be a jack of all trades, one day I was doing leadership, the next day innovation, the next day customer service, the next day sales, the next day hiring, firing, boat building, uh, chair recaining, whatever it was, I decided, okay, this is not successful. My bank account is hating it. In fact, I was $40,000 in credit card debt because I just kept on signing up for all these programs and hiring all these coaches and I still had my head up my butt because I wasn't listening to any of them. And I wasn't implementing any of their advice. So memo number one, 
When you hire Jeremy, when you hire me, you pay a lot of money. Please listen to the coach and the mentor that you hire and please implement what you're paying them to help you with. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But even a blind squirrel occasionally finds a nut. So I finally decided, okay, this is not working. I have to stop doing all the crazy stuff that I hate. And I have to really double down on only the kind of client and the kind of work that I love. And the kind of client and the kind of work that I love is working with other solo professionals, other people like me at the time, who are thought leaders, coaches, consultants, speakers, trainers, and helping them specifically with marketing, sales, and business development. So what does that mean? Even though I had done training for QVC, Microsoft, IBM, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, all these big giant corporations, I had some pretty good corporate training contracts. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I didn't like selling it. And that's problem number one. Um, and I, I didn't like delivering it. So here's clue number two, my friends. If you don't enjoy the sales process for what you're selling and you don't enjoy the delivery process for what you're selling, you're probably in the wrong business or you're working with the wrong people for the wrong reason. And this hit me like a ton of bricks, Jeremy. And I immediately, it was about 2007, is when I made this shift. I really dialed back all of my corporate work and I said, okay, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and specifically coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors, these are my people. These are the folks that I can do my very best work with. And I don't want to help them with finance. I don't want to help them with strategy. I don't want to help them with business planning or HR or anything. I want to help them with marketing, sales, getting clients, and making money. And so it's been about 12 years since I had my head screwed on straight. And since then, it's just been this whole elevation and escalation strategy. But early days were tough. I will not lie. Early days were tough. Unlike you, uh, I had no idea how to sell my way out of a paper bag early on. None. I had to learn that through the school of hard knocks. Uh, we now have an amazing sales team. You and I are talking about possibly doing something in the future. I'm excited about that possibility mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, you can't scale something that you can't grow. There's a soundbite for you. There's a pull quote. There's a tweetable. You cannot scale something by a factor of 2x, 3x, 4x if you can't grow it by 10%, 20%, 30%. And the key to doing that, I found, is to hire other great people. And some of the other great people we've hired are our enrollment team, our, our sales team. Part of it is our coaching team. So I'm not a one-trick pony anymore. I'm not a one-man shop anymore. We have a whole team of coaches who works with our clients. And it's just been, it's been a fantastic adventure, but I would have never gotten as far as I have if I didn't really love every single minute. You have to love the highs. You have to love the lows. You have to love every step of the journey. Totally, totally. Now that's awesome. And, and I, I, I love that, that quote, you can't scale something you, you can't grow. And so again, this is going to be an interesting episode because I, I want to take it from two angles. I mean, obviously we want to get into the sales process stuff, but speaking is just such a powerful uh, lead generation tool. The, the largest deals that I've closed came from the person first seeing me on stage. And there's just something magical about the authority that is created when you're on a stage, you communicate a message and it lands, right? So give me an example um, now I'm just completely pulling things out of the hat here because I, I really wanted to go down this this rabbit hole. Sure. Give me an example of a huge success story. Now, 
disclaimer to the audience, this is not a promise or anything. This isn't a, you know, this is what speaking will do for you, but give us an idea. Cause, cause for me, I've had some huge wins from speaking, Yeah, but and I know you've helped. Well, you even said in the intro there, like 550 plus people. Yeah. Give me an example of, of one of the, the really great success stories and you don't have to name names, but um, what, Give an example of what that looked like. Sure. Well, I love what you're saying about speaking as a lead generator. And we really, we teach speaking in two different paths. There's speaking as a lead generator, which is absolutely awesome. And I'll give you some good ideas about that in a second. And then also speaking as a revenue generator, as a paid professional speaker, where you're getting paid five, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 to be on a stage at a big corporation, association, conference, et cetera. And there's a marketing opportunity. So that's paid marketing, which is even better than doing the free marketing, which you can get with, you know, a fee waived speech. But uh, I'll give you a small win. That's one of mine and a huge win. That's a client of ours that just landed an enormous, huge deal. When I first figured this out, remember the stumbling, bumbling, hitting every brick wall period. I was doing a local yokel program. It was it's it, here in Philadelphia. It was called the Consultants Forum. It was literally 12 people in a room at Penn State Great Valley, which is out here in the Philadelphia suburbs. And I figured, okay, the morning of, I have my PowerPoint, I've got my laptop. I said, you know what? Let me let me take a clipboard. I'm gonna take a clipboard and a pen. And just in case somebody wants to write something down or sign up for something, I'll have it. And I really had no idea even what I was going to offer. So I walk in, I just 12 people in there, all solopreneurs, all consultants, all my perfect target market. Mm-hmm. I have a home run program, totally awesome. Wasn't paid a dime. I got like one bagel and a half cup of coffee out of it. And it just occurs to me literally in the moment, hey, guys, listen, if you want to have a follow-up chat about implementing some of the ideas that we talked about today. Write down your name and number and two days and times in the next 48 hours where you'd like to have a phone call with me. And I will make myself available to you. So 12 people in the room, nine people sign up for the call. I think about, we had one no-show, so eight calls completed. Five people said no, three people said yes. What I offered them was a $3,000 coaching package. Three people said yes. So... I would challenge people to say, oh, well, that was a free speech. No, that was a $9,000 speech to a very small group of local yokel people in my backyard. And if I hadn't had that, you know, I my friend Corey Perlman calls these positive taps. Like when you just get an idea or a, a little crazy hair in the brain about maybe I should take a clipboard. Maybe I should take a pen and have them sign up for something, maybe. And I was like, guys, you know what? If you want to have a follow-up chat with me about how to take this further, sign up. Three people didn't even put their name down. That's okay. One person put their name down, didn't show up. Eight calls completed. Five said no. Three said yes to a $3,000 package. I was like, huh, free speaking. At the end of that week, I had $9,000 in the bank that was not in the bank three days before. I was like, (laughs) I think I might be onto something with this lead generating speaking. And then since then, of course, we've taken this into webinars, we've taken this into Facebook Lives and Zoom and all kinds of you know scaling strategies where we, we offer value, invite engagement. That's my four-word sales formula. If you want to break it down, the four words, if you don't like the word sales, first of all, you probably shouldn't be in permission to sell nation, but that's okay. Right. You have to love sales. And the way to love sales is to take the yucky aspect of it 
off your radar and consider it your mission in life to offer value and invite engagement. And that is your killer sales secret sales process. So that was my small success story. Big success story, Jeremy, very similar to your situation where you're doing a lot of coaching and consulting and you're running a firm. Uh, We had a client who was also a consultant, had made lots of money as a consultant, never really got into speaking. And the consulting was sort of on the ropes as well. And she, she came into our program when she enrolled and she was on the phone with one of our enrollment coaches. She literally started to cry because she'd been burned before. She'd been screwed over, let down, disappointed. She says, basically, David seems like the real deal, but I got to tell you, this has to work. This has to work. Otherwise, I have to go back into corporate America and go get a job. Well, within six weeks, she landed her first $7,500 speaking gig. Within another two weeks, she landed a $12,000 speaking gig. And right after she graduated, about two weeks after she finished our program, she landed a $30,000 speaking gig. That was a two-day program, to be fair, full transparency. Two days for $30,000, and she'd never made more than 1000 bucks as a speaker. Wow. Made quite a lot of money as a consultant. Yeah. Now, fast forward the clock, one of those speaking gigs that she got $12,000 for went so well that she came back in, you know, came back for some additional work with us and we shaped a $375,000 consulting contract which she closed in less than 90 days. So, wow. speech, right? Paid speech, yep. follow-up process, diagnostic sort of sales conversation that we coached her to do and $375,000 contract. Now, again, full transparency, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Right. About 75,000 of that was for assessments and some subcontractors and some trainers that were on her team. But her take home, her payday on that $375,000 contract was 300K. And now her business is rocking and rolling. Now she has a capacity problem and not a sales problem. Right. Wow. And, and guys, I want to make, I want to point out something here. You've heard David a couple of times say full transparency. Uh, and, to me, that just shows how important it is for him to come across sincerely, authentically, and honestly. And this is huge because we hear people all the time. I, I sat next to somebody at a mastermind once that talked about their $3.5 million launch. Well, I know for a fact that that was not what actually showed up after the launch. That was gross revenue, right? And so I, I appreciate that because we want to be really clear. Like this isn't you're walking away with you know half a million dollars in your pocket after the fact, right? There's, there's expenses that come with it, but... Ultimately, it doesn't matter. In this case, you're telling a story about a huge win from somebody that needed it. Now, what was the key piece, do you think, in her getting the results? Obviously, your program's great. But I found that there's something specific in people and choosing the right people to join the program. Give me two or three characteristics that you feel make somebody ideal to be successful in, in your program or speaking in general. What a fantastic question. So I am, I'm going to take advantage of this video format for folks listening to the podcast. You'll have to, you'll have to catch up. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to make you full screen. Okay. We call our people, our ideal clients, we call them eagles. They're eagles. I'm going to show you in my office. You see if I can rotate this. See that picture of an eagle? Yeah. So there's the eagle. I I look at this. This is like, so up here, 
is my Certified Speaking Professional Medal, which is the highest earned designation from the National Speakers Association. That's about me. This is about our clients right here. This is about our clients. The Flying Eagle, kind of just picking up a fish out of the water with those talons. So what makes an eagle? Uh, by the way, we hire, we aim to hire eagles on our sales team. Uh, and we love working with eagles as clients. An eagle is someone who is fast, brave, and smart. We talk about this all the time. It's such a great question. You know, it, so for folks listening, if Jeremy were to ask you, what makes a great client? You do not, oh, well, they have money. Uh, they're nice. Um, they're low maintenance. No, you have to have a very clear picture in your mind of the characteristics, the traits, the behaviors, and the mindset of an awesome client. Now, even though our client Susan was a total eagle when she signed up, mm-hmm. she was she was an eagle that had gone through some stuff, right? I mentioned she was in tears, and we have a case study video on our website that she's openly admits, I'm not speaking out of, out of school here. You know, so she was in tears. She was at a low point in her business. But we could tell on the phone, this woman is going to be a rock star. She's a rock star in the making. She just doesn't have the right guidance, strategies, tactics, tools. She's not has not been set on the right path. Part of what she was crying about is that she wasted an enormous amount of money with this branding agency. And don't get me started on branding. One of the things in my book is a chapter called Branding is BS. Uh, and this stories like this is exactly why. Uh, and she said, you know, I tried to make all that branding stuff that she gave me work, but it didn't feel like me. It didn't feel authentic. I couldn't get behind some of the stuff that she was telling me I should be about and telling me that I should talk about and telling me that I should write about. It's like, well, so why would you put on an ill-fitting suit of clothes and go, okay, I'm ready you're never going to wear those ill-fitting clothes. So you need to connect with a, a mentor that's going to let you be you. Uh, you're going to someone who's going to let you sell the way that you're comfortable selling, who's going to let you market the way you're comfortable marketing, right? So Jeremy, when you sign up with Jeremy, he's never going to give you anything that's less than authentic or less than comfortable for who you are and who you're trying to connect with. In our world, we call this marketing has to be easy, effortless, and enjoyable. Think about that. Imagine if marketing were easy, effortless, and enjoyable. People go, oh, God, marketing. I hate marketing. I can't stand marketing. Please, no more marketing. Take all the marketing monkey work off my plate. I hate marketing. I've been burned by marketing. I've wasted thousands or tens of thousands of dollars on marketing. Uh, If I could make marketing disappear, I would. You're doing marketing wrong, my friends. You're doing marketing wrong. If you hate sales, I think, Jeremy, you would agree, they're probably doing sales the wrong way, right? Marketing needs to be fun. Sales needs to be fun. When you're connecting with your eagles or with your ideal clients, these people should jump up and down for joy that they connected with you, and then they should really jump up and down for, for joy when they make the decision to buy from you, because that means that it's a perfect fit in both directions, Yes, I am your ideal mentor, but more importantly, you are my ideal client who I am 100% confident that we can do our best work with and get the best results for.
Love it. Love it. So there's a key piece between the ideal client showing up and then becoming a client of yours. And that's the enrollment process. Yes. So you have an enrollment team, you have an enrollment process. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you enroll, or I guess the philosophy that you leverage when you're enrolling people in your speaker profit formula program. Well, the first thing that we really look for is coachability. There's a couple of things we look for. I mean, even look at the, right, look at my criteria earlier, what makes an Eagle client. Eagle clients are Eagle prospects, right? Eagle prospects become Eagle clients. Here's another uh, value bomb. We just discovered this on our team about six months ago. A lot of people in the sales process, they treat prospects like things, but they treat clients like people. Like, would you treat a client the way that you're treating this prospect right now? People go, oh, uh, no, I, I guess I wouldn't. So the moment that you reframe a prospect as, what, what does the word prospect mean? It means prospective client. Treat prospects like they've already bought. Treat prospects like you're already loving on them, taking care of them, holding their interests above your own, and really coming from a place of service. So what do we look for? We look for people who are committed. We look for people who are hungry. We look for people who are resourceful. They're not showing up as a victim, in other words. Oh, this never worked for me. When I send that emails, no one ever answers my emails. My website, my webmaster sucks. He never makes any changes on my web. It's like, okay, victim, victim, victim. That's a person where we're going to stop the call. And we're going to say, listen, Cindy, I have to stop you. Everything that you're sharing with me now is all the reasons that your business won't work. If that's what you're focused on, how successful do you think you're going to be? And sometimes it's a wake up call and sometimes they go, oh, no, I guess you're right. Uh, But more often than not, you know, you can tell within, I'm going to say five to 10 minutes. You can't tell in two minutes or one minute. I don't really believe in that because you got to give people a fair shot. But I'd say 10 minutes into a call, you know if they're the kind of person that you want to work with. And I'm a huge believer, Jeremy, like you are, that we choose our clients. Our clients don't choose us. We choose our clients. I'll tell you a quick story about this that's really vitally important. I was at a session, a live session from the Institute of Management Consultants. Peter Block is a legendary consultant. He wrote the book, uh, Flawless Consulting. And he he says to the small group of people assembled there at this IMC uh, meeting. He says, I've had a very successful, very lucrative 40-year career in consulting. And I would say my number one secret is I've worked with great clients who really didn't need my help. Now think about that statement. I worked with really great clients who didn't really need my help. What does that mean? It means they wanted his help. Right. When he works with these big giant global corporations, right? IBM, Sony, Microsoft, Oracle, you know, you name the big Fortune 500 company that you admire. They probably at some point hired Peter Block for some strategy or some executive coaching or some management and, and, and leadership. Uh, client selection is 80% of your success as a consultant. 80%. The other 20% is, What do you teach? What do you coach? What do you mentor them? So an enrollment coach or a salesperson, they are the guardian of your business. If they're willing to let in any Tom, Dick, Harry, or Jane, you are screwed, my friend. You are dead in the water. 
because number one, it's going to pollute your gene pool of your client base. If you're doing client service and client delivery, that enrollment coach just made your life a living hell because now you have some high maintenance, prima donna, negative, pessimistic, nasty ass client to deal with. Yes, we just got the adult rating. Thank you very much. We're going to have to bleep <laughs> that out now later on. But, but it's so vitally important that your salespeople are part of your part and parcel of your business and they know what to look for and they know what to guard against because they are the first and best and last defense that you have in enrolling the right kinds of clients that you can, in fact, do your best and highest work with. I love it. It's interesting because often we we talk on the show about um, how do we get more closes? How do we get more customers, more clients? But this is a really uh, powerful and, and unique perspective. And I think we overlook it unless we're in businesses where there's one-on-one or a high-touch kind of service where if we're working with somebody that is not our ideal client or someone that we, I mean, we don't necessarily have to say we'd go have a beer with them, but if, if we don't click on some level, it makes for a really long month or three months or six months or whatever. Right. And so that filtering or the qualifying of somebody is absolutely as important in my opinion, as the closing skills. Yeah. Big time, big time. I, so here's another little soundbite that I share with, with our clients. Uh, don't be concerned about the right client saying no. Be concerned about the wrong client saying yes. Mm. It's like that, that quote, what if we train our employees and they leave? And then what if we don't and they stay? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Huge. Sometimes the best clients are the ones that you don't invite in. I swear to God. And I've just, I've experienced that over and over and over again, but r- write that down somewhere folks. And, you know, hire Jeremy. So this doesn't happen to you, but I know it certainly happened to me when I was doing my own sales is man, who um, you, you, you will regret when the wrong client says yes. And then you let them in. Yeah, it's it, it definitely can can completely change your outlook on on what you're delivering when you're spending your time investing your time with someone that isn't the right fit. It's it's huge. So yeah, right. thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So now, give us some give us some tips around uh, when you've got this enrollment team when you're when you're coaching them when you're guiding them. Obviously, you've given some some context to who the ideal client is. But what are some of the the key pieces that you look for, whether it's on the result side, like um, like like data, like the metrics, or or even on attitude or personality? How do you choose that right enrollment rep, enrollment coach? Well, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, some of it, some of it, you know, think about your business as a family, right? There's your there's your team family, and then there's your client family, but it's really the same family. They should be this kind of same DNA, saying, you know, they shouldn't, you know. One shouldn't have like bright purple hair and then someone else has, you know, a very conservative suit and tie. And, you know, it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? Something here doesn't fit uh, together. So we look for eagles in our client base and we look for eagles on our enrollment team. Uh, similar base DNA, right? Fast, brave and smart. Um, even above and beyond the base DNA, they need to be coachable. They need to be, they need to be um, um, resilient, they need to work through the hard parts. They need to not be a victim. Like these leads suck. These leads are terrible. 
How come it, how, you know, Facebook isn't giving you the right kinds of leads. Your funnel's broken. I get, I, I don't have enough calls. I have too many calls. How come we have so many no-shows, right? This is not the kind of whining, annoying enrollment coach that you want on your team. You want someone who takes full ownership of the process, full ownership of the results, and full ownership of the success of the program. So one of the things that we tell our enrollment coaches is, yes, there are criteria, fast, brave, and smart, coachable, ready, hungry. They have the raw DNA. They have the you know the, the right stuff, so, so to speak. But I don't want you to enroll someone in the program. I don't want you to enroll someone who is going to do okay or who's going to do well. I want you to think all the way to the end. So the a lot of times salespeople and enrollment coaches will say, hey, we got the credit card. Mission accomplished. I win. Our enrollment coaches don't win until 12 or 14 or 16 weeks after that event. I get on camera, just like you and I, Jeremy, are on the camera now and saying, tell us about all your fantastic success. Tell us about your first $10,000 speaking gig. Tell us about that that $300,000 consulting contract. So we are looking for our next success story. We are looking for our next testimonial case study client that we're going to feature and showcase 12 to 16 weeks after we say yes to them and they say yes to us. So it's really, really important to us. So it's really, really important because remember, the client, if you put yourself in the client's shoes, the client's end point is not the enrollment. The client's end point is the results that they signed up for. So if we have that long-term picture in mind that I don't win when I get the credit card number, I win when this person I'm talking to right now their entire speaking, coaching, and consulting business is transformed. They've made more money in 90 days than they made all year last year. They are breaking record after record. I've never, I've never had a $10,000 keynote fee. I've never made $100,000 in a six-month period. I've never gotten a multi-six-figure consulting or coaching contract. We love firsts. We love first, biggest, best, right? These are the success stories that we love. And we implant that DNA in our enrollment team so that that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for the short-term yes or the short-term credit card. They're looking for, is this person to be our next eagle, our next rock star, our next case study video? It's not the close, it's the impact. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Awesome. All right. Well, we're sneaking up on our time, but I want to hit you with the lightning round because this is my favorite part. All right. So, David, as we know, coffee's for closers. What kind of coffee or comparable drink is your favorite? Starbucks Grande Americano with room for milk. Love it. What's the number one book or movie you'd recommend to sales rep or sales leaders? I love my buddy Mark Hunter. He actually has two great books, High Profit uh, High Profit Selling and High Profit Prospecting, both of which are excellent. Awesome. Um, who is someone you've can, you'd consider to be a mentor in your life? Uh, virtual mentor is Tom Peters, right? The okay. first really big management guru, a very dynamic speaker, just a wild man, just throwing all kinds of crazy ideas left and right on stage. When I saw Tom Peters in the mid-1990s, I said, that's what I want to do. 
And that's what got me into this business. Awesome. I love it. Uh, finally, what is the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? I go down to my basement, to my ultra classic gaming retro lounge, and I play old school video games. Atari, Space Invader, Pac-Man, Asteroids, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I love it. Awesome. And now, where can people get more of your greatness? Well, the global headquarters online is doitmarketing.com. If folks want our free web training, we have some on-demand web training available to get you into the speaking world. It's doitmarketing.com slash webinar. And for people that do buy the book, the Do It Marketing book, there are some book-related bonuses and goodies at doitmarketing.com slash book. Awesome. Excellent. David, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I appreciate it. I know our audience does as well. And uh, we look for, I'm sure we'll have you on again because this is too much fun. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you again for being on this episode of Sales Team Rescue. We will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.